welcome to the Dancing Bear Enlightenment Academy podcast, Holistic Transformation. Today we have a guest speaker, Jan Roberts from South Africa. He is a self-leadership strategist, self-care encourager, keynote speaker, leadership and speaker coach, and is passionate about inspiring people to lead a life worth living, a life they deserve. Welcome, Jan. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Beverly, for inviting me to your podcast and, and, and entrusting me with your audience. Much appreciated. I'm sure they'll enjoy you. So tell us about your personal journey, how you got started, and why is this your passion? Oh, how I got started. Yeah, well, I, I suppose we, we, we don't start with I was born. <laughs> Not that <laughs> far back. <laughs> no, but I mean... It, Already very early on, at, at, uh, before I was a teenager, I got bullied as a kid. And it has some influence on, on what happened next. Uh, like it happens with most people, I suppose. When, when things happen in a young age, there is different ways we can react or respond to it. But for me, uh, it had an influence because at that time, I, I didn't realize it at the time because it was pretty horrible. Even though I, I was the class clown on the outside, everybody thought I was happy. and But I was miserable because I, I was as white as I was tall at the time. And then at age 12, things changed, um, not for me personally, but in my, in my, uh, in my, uh, the way I look, because I went from as wide as I was tall to the height I am now, six foot four. So the, the, bullying, the bullying stopped, yeah. Uh, the Dutch are a tall nation. I'm a, I'm a Dutchman, so they, they're tall people. But the bullying stopped. They, they didn't even want to call me lanky or anything like that because I was one of the tallest people in the school. But what happened after was very remarkable in a way. And uh, I, the bullying here in, in between the ears kept going. <clears throat> you know, you build up that luggage and, and especially at a young age, they say by the age seven, you, you 95% of your being has is, is, is been kind of constructed, mm -hmm. in, at least in your head. So um, for the next four years, that, uh, that really got me. And, you know, I worried a lot and I didn't share it with anybody the same as I did, never shared my bullying because my parents also didn't know. But what, uh, at age 16, I even had an ulcer, which the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the 70s, they couldn't believe that because at that mm -hmm. time it was busy professionals. <clears throat> and those people got ulcers, but not young teenagers. So... At age 17, I drew a line in the sand and, and I looked at it and I said, I don't want to live the rest of my life like that. And, and sometimes when you shut some doors, other ones open. And, and yes, I tried to shut it and it, it was the process, but somebody handed me a personal development book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, um, I also started martial arts, Ki Aikido, which is more mind over matter stuff. So these things... People say, oh, it's all coincidences. And, and my, my friend and mentor, Les Brown, always says, there is no such thing as coincidences. It's coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. And I don't care whether listeners are spiritual or, or not. It is something that there is no real coincidences when we look back in our life where we've gone. So I started that journey. And I ended up in the oil industry, in the inspection side. I used to travel a lot around the world. Half my luggage used to be books personal development books, uh, success stories, leadership books, because I, I for, for, for more than 35 years now, I've, I've decided not to buy any newspapers for all the good they do anyway, apart from uh, yeah. creating a fire but, and destroying trees, of course. But, um, you know, I, 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 spending a lot of time in hotels, I, um, I also did a lot of studying. And at some point, I, I came across somebody who said, you know, do you want to learn to... to 
become a better listener and ask better questions. And I thought, well, you know, I'm a personal development freak. That's the name they gave me, which I say, thank you very much. And I said, yeah, oh, that's me. And then I found out that was coaching. And I did two years of coaching studying. But when I started, it was very interesting because I discovered in myself that I had been coaching for 25 years because that's how I used to train a lot of people. And that's how I used to, to find out the answers inside of them. So I started that. Then in 2012, I joined from there. I eventually joined the John Maxwell team. I became an executive director with them. And in 2014, I, uh, I went every six months. I went there with this specific intention of finding somebody in Africa I could collaborate or partner with. Now, the year before that, something else happened. And, you know, we, we sometimes talk about uh, things that happen in your life that either transform or destroys or does something in your life that has a huge impact. And yes, I mean, a huge impact, the, the birth of my one and only daughter, who's had a, she had a birthday last week on the same day as my mother, was good planning on my behalf. I made my mother a grandmother on her birthday. You know, what do you give a mother who's got everything? But that, of course, has an, a major impact. Uh, and, I, and I was very young when I, when I uh, had my daughter. But certain things like, like deaths, I mean, one of them brought me to my knees 22 years ago. I still remember it now of a dear friend. And But this time, it was a particular thing that they, uh, John Maxwell asked us to go to help start the transformation of an entire country, the country of Guatemala. 14 million people, average age 20. And yeah, that's what I said. Wow. I mean, I thought, well, I'm not likely to be asked again. So I threw my hat in the ring. You had to be part of the mentorship team. So we went there in, in June 2013. But what happened there, I mean, I still get goosebumps when I think about it because it, it completely changed my life. It was not just some life enhancing uh, or, or something that when it brought me to my knees, yes, of course, I got up again uh, and, and I, I still bear that in mind. But this was, we went to help start transformation of people. I had no idea what we were going to do, but we, we went to help them in, in a process called values-based leadership. And it actually... We thought we, we were so, you know, we, because we were already coaches and trainers and speakers in the John Maxwell team, so we were giving people anyway. You, you know that feeling very well, Dr. Beverly, because you're an amazing human being and you give so much. And I love this dance, the whole Dancing Bear Enlightenment Academy. That, that spoke to me uh, straight uh, the first time I even heard about you and when you uh, introduced that. And it, it was, it transformed me because when we were going to help people, but I think, and somebody said that there as well, you know, we were going to um, help these people, but we never had any idea how much it actually helped us, how much it transformed us. And the, and the slogan for the process uh, strangely says, transformation begins in me. Yeah. And so much so that on the way home, I always knew I had to do more. I never hated my job, by the way, but when, mm -hmm. when you've got that little voice inside of you that says, you know, you need, you need to do more and, and you try to hide it a bit because you know even even people who hate their job they want to keep doing it because it's it's safe and and yeah we need to do it because they because and, and excuses come but when this happened on the way home um i, I it, it changed my life and i stuck by it on the way home i i quit my job and i was simply you know if not now when and i just already said we keep making excuses in our life for that for the reasons and we make we give it we say the reasons but they're really excuses so we don't do what we really want to do what our heart speaks to us to do and that's why most people exist in life they don't really live a life and and, and that's where what happens when we come to the end of our life and that's something that's going to happen to us all whether we like it or not yeah and then look looking back 
and then and then we look back and, and, and it's not oh I wish I'd spend more time at the office no <laughs> that's wish it's all the things you know it's all the things we want to do and, and and I know you live a life of a passion of, of something that you absolutely love doing I, even when you talk I can hear it in you and and I think people can hear it in me too I'm I'm passionate about people passionate about impacting lives and that's how me and my wife got together because we were both had a vision of impacting and, and transforming millions of lives and that's a journey of course but it was not on the, on the way home in that plane. I had so much time to think. Uh, a few a few plane trips from from Guatemala at the time back to Scotland, and I, and it it was so remarkable when these things happen. You know, sometimes you even surprise yourself. But for me, I mean, it had such an emotional impact on me as well. What happened there? That these people are so grateful, and 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 the, the orphans I met. I mean, I have a picture where where I had four orphans around me, and and I just asked for a picture so I could show my grandchildren where because we took stuff to them, uh, and I I wanted to show them, and I still remember. Then I thought, well, because if not me, if not now, when, and if not me, what, and if not this, what's gonna, what else is there? So because I was so adamant that I was quitting my job. I mean, they had prospects. I was one of the few experts in the world in what I did, and they had me geared for the title of the global trainer of, of the of a biggest inspection company in the world and blah, blah, blah. And so when I left, I needed to work another year for, to, to finish some contract. But when I left, the people didn't understand. I said, I can try to tell you because it's not what's in here in the head. It's what's in the heart. But I said, if, if you don't know, no explanation will suffice. And if you if uh, if I try to explain it to you, um, there is no explanation necessary if you already knew. So you don't know. So there, there, there is no point. I tried to tell him a little bit, and you got these these looks on the faces. Are you absolutely crazy? Which he said as well. And I said, well, probably, but I mean, it's in the, in the best possible way. So that that has been an amazing journey. But the transformation um, of 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 countries and and of companies and of organizations. To, I wanted to become part of that. And I said, this needs to become that last piece of my jigsaw that, that becomes part of me, mm -hmm. having a more holistic approach to doing so many more things in which we can help people. But first and foremost, my, my, the thing in my mind was what I felt in Guatemala for that week in June 2013. And we trained 19,000 people in three days to become facilitators in this process. And Guatemala uh, started to change and, 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 and there's so many success stories. But... That, that feeling of significance. And that is something I wanted other people to feel. If I can just pass some of that on to, to every individual I meet, that, and, and people say, yeah, but what's the difference? Because John Maxwell used to say, once you've tasted significance, success is never enough. Now, I had no idea, I'll be honest, I had no idea what the difference was. I, I found it in Guatemala. I found that significance. Yeah. And that was it, you know, and, and, and I want more of this. Maybe somewhere along the line it's a selfish reason as well but for me it was more i saw the impact that had on other people i saw the impact it had on me and i thought if i can do that for me and and by doing so uh, inspire other people to do these kind of things then i i i'm surely that's a life worth living me and my wife always talk about it i say people talk about leaving a legacy it says why don't we just live a legacy yeah. and that is never going to happen unless we start today to do because it. the last day of your life is too late maybe you can still do, pull a miracle out of the hut like a, a magician pulling a rabbit out of the hut but not likely to happen and and that's why i think it doesn't matter what age you are today 
It, it is, it's irrelevant. I mean, I, I just turned 60 and, and it's, it, I say I'm only middle-aged because I want to be at least 120. But it has no relevance because people make excuses. They're too young, they're too old, they're too this, they're too that, and they have no the proper education. No, we can make a difference with, with where we are right today. I mean, Mother Teresa, she went out to, to make a difference in one person's life. And she says, surely if I can help one person, my life's been worth living. And of course, the rest is history. And But everybody has that inside them. Everybody's got a destiny. And, and, and to live that is, is, is a beautiful life. And, and to, to, to live with something that impacts you, that fulfills you every day, that you wake up in the morning and you're just happy to wake up. But I'm happy to wake up anyway, because I always say to people, you know, the, even at work, I used to say to people, you know, the best thing happened to me this morning that ever could have happened to me. In fact, if it had been any better, I thought the deck was stuck. And they want to know, well, what's this? Only the first time I, I said, yes, and there you go. See, see, you know it. And, but oh, yeah. when, I said, when I said that, you know, you should see the answers. They were disappointed. But oh, not, no. that I woke up, not, not that I woke up, but I said, is that all? And I thought, is that all? The, the, the time you don't do that, yesterday would have been your last one. You know, and I yeah. said, how beautiful is that that we get that chance and, and I think we should be more grateful for what we've got and the small things and I think the last couple of years have shown to people as well that there is a lot more to be grateful for that we that people matter more than things for starters you know absolutely and yeah. they, I mean I think talking about resets and I don't want to go in, in deep in it up but I think one of the resets we have had as human beings is that we need to connect better with our fellow human beings because, you know, with, with what happened over the last few years, the, the disconnections, the fights, the disagreements, all this nonsense, really. And what, what really for? Because we are, um, in, in principle, we are all pack animals, really. That we are human beings that need to connect with other human beings. There's very few who are all, some of them are more happy in their own. I'm, I'm a behavior analysis consultant as well. So I, I know these different behavioral sides but, that, but everybody has a need sometimes to connect with another human being, and whether it's at a head level, at a heart level, or both at the soul, at the at emotional level, spiritual level, even as you uh, also very well know. So that, so that journey is ongoing, but it's certainly an amazing one. And, and to, to in, incorporate basic human values into life, because values-based leadership, me and my wife, a, she's all, we're both specialists now. Uh, we've renamed this as sustainable personal development. And that's what we need. We need to sustain the development you have and we need to become intentional. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Mm. Wow. You know, <clears throat> backing up a little bit, you just gave us a whole plethora of information. Yeah. But you started off with the bullying and that is so tragic. I just read recently of a young kid I think he said he was 10 who committed suicide because of bullying that is so serious and it leaves lifetime scars that really need a lot of work to overcome which thankfully you've not only overcome it but now you're out helping others and I think it's so important to help other people especially those who really need help and you know Okay, this is the Bible reference, but, it, you know, you, you can teach a person to fish and you feed them for life. And that's what you did. You didn't just send them some food. You gave them a skill, a skill they can use and to help mm -hmm. many others with. I think that's just really incredible. 
And having had five near-death experiences, I can tell you your legacy is not how many houses you owned, how many cars you owned, what you what material things. It's your impact on people. That's mm. what you experience. That's the life that flashes before you when you die. Not all the material crap. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and as you said as well already, you know, just to, 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 to pause a little moment on that. Uh, when I was bullied, I could hide in my bedroom. You know, I could go away and hide. But of mm -hmm. course, these, these, these mobile phones, you know, there is no hiding place. Cyberbullying is huge. And they, you know, there's statistics, uh, at least one in, uh, in every two uh, youths, by the time they leave uh, formal education, has been uh, involved in bullying, whether the bully or being bullied. And the, the, the suicide rate of... of Kids that have hardly begun their life. I mean, I never, although I was bullied, that thought never entered my mind, you know. But, you know, with, with, with this, this, this cyberbullying just now, once it's sent, it's gone, and, and, and everybody knows, you know. I mean, at least with me, it was mostly my, my, some friends around me. But I, I feel so sorry for these young people, but also the people they leave behind. Because it's, those scars, I mean, I just heard yeah. the day before yesterday, um, a girl was not allowed to go somewhere, uh, and and they, the the parents had gone out, but they 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 said no, she needs to stay in. And somebody uh, called them, and they need, she needed they needed to come home quickly. And um, the, the 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 young lady had found the the dad's shotgun and blew, and and blew her head oh, off basically, like oh. you know. And and, uh, and you know, I mean, unfortunately, these stories of of, of suicides and, and uh, in one form or another, and they're all horrible. It doesn't matter how it happens, they're all horrible. But they are getting worse and worse. And the psychological damage that's done to our kids over the last 30 months, I mean, not frightening. I mean, we, we haven't seen the worst of that yet, and I'm holding my heart every time because it, it hurts. When, and, you know, I, I, I realize, and I've realized a long time ago how fortunate I am because I grew up in a loving family as well, which a lot of yeah. them have not got that either. Uh, I grew in a loving family. We've got four siblings as well. And we had a lot of fun and, and it made a lot good, you know, but a lot of them haven't even got that. They've got an empty space they go to and, and they're already empty and, and it just takes something. And you said, you know, a lot, lot need help. And that's also true, but we often don't know who needs help because if they're like me, I was a class clown. Uh, I could have done with help then, and luckily I uh, I got through this. But there are so many who need help, and we don't know it. And that's why I also say to others, you know, to, especially young people, it's it's so wonderful to to make sarcastic remarks or, or say something. But I said, well, how would you feel if you said something bad to somebody else? Yeah, and, and your friends might have laughed about it, but tomorrow that other person doesn't come to school. Yeah, you know, and I leave I leave it at that. And, and the day after, and they never come back to school. How would you feel? You know, and, and it's just, to, to, it's not to frighten them, but it, it's, a, it's a realization that, you know, we, our, our tongue is a vicious weapon, you know? It can, it can heal or it can, it can kill us. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, so yes, I, I really think, and, and well, you, what you said as well, I mean, I haven't got five near-death experiences and I don't hope to get them anytime soon either. But yeah. Wow. So you help people um, with leadership and as a speaker. So how, how do those tie together? That's well, like two different things. Well, I mean, 
say speaking I, I mean I, I, I do a presentation skills workshop as well and I say, even say there was presentation is just a different form of speaking speaking is just when we talk you know I when, when I, I take people on I, I don't tell them to come to me with a with a, with a speech I say come to me with a five minute chat not a talk not a speech because as soon as you do that it's <gasps> Yeah. You know, uh, they 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 always say that um, speaking is worse than death. And say, in fact, there is people who do a eulogy would rather be in the coffin than standing beside it. I said, well, no, I, I beg to differ with that. I mean, I, I can't do it so bad that I would rather climb in the coffin. But I uh, I had a not not that long ago they asked me to for for another for a talk they asked me to do a power statement and the power state statement had to have some yin and yang in it, but it also had to start with I believe in a world. Now, as soon as this lady said that, I already knew what I was going to say. I, 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 I changed one or two words in it. But my power statement said, it says, I believe in a world where people are inspired to use their voice and lead rather than suffer in silence and follow. Now, that talks into speaking. That talks into leadership. And mm -hmm. we are all, when you think of it, we are all leaders. And that's why I, I say self-leadership strategies, because we're all leaders. And leader starts with self-leadership, and self-leadership is about personal development. So mm -hmm. when we when we need, then need to develop ourselves, and I, I keep telling people, developing ourselves is not a, th a lovely thing we do once in a while, or maybe tomorrow, because we know what happens with tomorrow. Yeah. It's something we need to do intentionally, and I will come back to that word, every single day because the the only way we can grow into our potential we can grow into our destiny which we all have we've got a god-given potential that most of us don't use because we keep we keep saying we can't when nobody knows yet that our brain nobody's found out what our brain can really do there's no limit yet every time when we say i can't we act with limit why don't we say well let's go and give it a go and if we That's don't if say. we don't do it right yeah yeah and if we don't do it right then maybe we gain some valuable experience. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes John Maxwell wrote the book, Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn. And I think it's a wonderful title because that's how we should be. You know, at, at, if, we can, if we can all sit down every day and at the end of the day reflect on what did we do right? What did we do wrong? What mm -hmm. should we change? And what should we never do again? Now, yeah. do those, and it's simple questions. Do them at the end of the day then tomorrow you are guaranteed better prepared. And also the only way, I mean, we can, there is a lot of blame storming going on, which is where, where people blame everybody else, the government, the parents, the cat, the dog, the environment, everything. And I call it blame storming, but yeah. we very rarely blame ourselves for what goes on in our lives. And I said, you know, we need to look in the mirror. And, and some, sometimes I said, well, the only way, first and foremost, that we can, um, assure ourselves that tomorrow might be better that is if we do something today to improve ourselves that's mm -hmm. the only way we can't say our neighbor will make us better our government will make us better no the person in the mirror so when then when you look at speaking and coaching and, and leadership well if we're all leaders already i think i'm i'm also passionate about the fact that we've all got stories yes. we've all got amazing stories whether it's negative stories whether it's positive stories uh, or, or both, hopefully at least both, because we will all see good, bad things happen to people. And the choice is whether you react or respond. That's for another day. But we, we, we always look to the outside for, for, for development. And I said, so if we have stories inside of us, even young kids uh, have got beautiful stories in them. 
And, and I mean, I can remember sitting around a teacher, uh, my head teacher, who was a history teacher in my primary school. I still remember to this day, and maybe that's also why I wanted to talk and, 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 and tell stories, because he was one of the most majestic storytellers ever. And, we, and I used to look forward to his class. It was history of all things. But he did it so beautifully and so well that I look forward to it. And, and in my, my, my high school, I took history, and not because of, of, of any other reason, because that man was so beautifully a storyteller and he was the headmaster as well. So everybody's got a story. Now that story, see leaders can connect with other people at the heart level when they tell stories about themselves, especially. So we can, they say facts sell, stories tell. So if, 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 if we, uh, the other way around, facts tell, stories sell. So if you can actually connect at the heart level with people, there is plenty of stories like that. If you can connect with the heart level with people, there is a, a much better chance that you can make an impact. And if you, yes, if you want to sell them a, a coaching program or a, a workshop or whatever, it is much easier to do. And I don't say, oh, you need to learn stories just to, to sell. No, you need to learn to tell your stories because there is people out there who need to hear it. You might just save a life with your story. Yeah. And, and, you know, when, when I, I, for a while I was coaching some, some people when I was practicing my coaching and, and there was women there and, and the abuse they had, and it was horrible, but I, I, there was some good coming out of it. But then uh, when I thought, well, I only got bullied when I was little, you know, so I, I, th I thought I didn't really have a story, but Les Brown said, hold on a minute. And not everybody needs to hear your story, but there's some, so we started working on, on, on the bullying story as well. And, and there is plenty more now, but, and people started coming up afterwards and say, you know, thank you very much. I just needed to hear that. And it wasn't just, not just about the bullying, but the fact that my bullying went on afterwards. And there are so many people who, who have emotional damage. Well, when you think that more than 70% of diseases are psychosomatic, that means mm -hmm. we have a lot of stuff going in our head that should not be going on. And we can, the good thing is we can, we can change that. We, yeah. So if we're going to tell stories, why don't we tell ourselves some positive stories first? Why? Because the, the person you talk with most every day is the person looking in the mirror. So speaking is also talking and talking is we do in ourselves. So let's start to build ourselves up a little bit because not many people around us might do that. So let's start building our self-esteem. Uh, let's start building ourselves. But at the same time, we need to look at the, the areas we can develop. And, and I've seen people's lives change because they all of a sudden, they don't necessarily want to speak on the, the global stages like I want to do, but they want to, they want to be able to speak up in confidence. They want to be able to stand in front of a few people or sit in a group of people and have a confident conversation rather than be a wallflower all the time. You know, so, and then if you want to lead, you need to build relationships. Now, how do you build relationships? You need to ask better questions. How do you ask better questions is to listen better. So when we can listen better and then we can connect at the heart level because of the stories we can tell people, then leadership is, is, is growing. Your, your, your ability to speak grows because you're getting more confident when, and people are come, will tell you, you know, he was a great conversationalist. And sometimes they tell you that when they've been talking all the time, because that's also when you're listening well, uh, it, it really helps. But there are so many things that people need. There's so many areas that we can transform lives of. And you do it at so many areas and, and we all do it in different ways. And, different and ways. That, is, that is good because we need all these different ways because there is so many different peoples, whether we, we, we speak from the heart, whether we actually help them just to, 
to take their life to the next level, to, to bring them up to that next energy level that we, because we're all energy, if we can lift that energy level around us. They say uh, a, 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 rising tide, a rising tide lifts all ships. Now let us all be a rising tide. And it doesn't matter where that tide starts from, but we all have an ability to positively impact others. I'm, 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 I'm constantly learning as well. I'm, and at the moment, I'm going through a program about attitude. And, and I mean, it's a, it's a great program for me because I've got a very positive attitude. And that didn't happen overnight. But people can look and say, I can never be like you. And I say, well, I hope not. I want you to be you. You know, because <laughs> I, I, I can only be me. But, yeah. and, and people say, oh, no, how do you change people's lives? I, say, I, I don't. Change see, at best. <laughs> oh, yes, I said, uh, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean... I've got enough problems changing a guy looking back in the mirror every day, you know. So, that, but I said, but and that's why they sometimes say, you know, about motivational speakers. I said, well, what's the term that's really right is inspirational speakers. I said because if I can say something, and it is different for everybody, if I can say something that inspires somebody out there to motivate themselves to say, I, I want to make a difference in my life. And then if I can help them to do that, that's different. But I can't, under no circumstances, can we change other people. We can impact them in a positive way. And that's, that's the beauty of it. But that doesn't happen when you're in a negative attitude. That doesn't happen if you complain all the time. And that doesn't happen if you look down on life. Because if you look down on life, life will look down on you. And, yeah. and, you, and, and yes, how can we get better? Little steps. Today, but you need to start today and be intentional. People say, ah, but I've got good intentions. I say, whoa, 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 whoa. I think all of us have good intentions. You included, Dr. Beverly. We've all had them. But the difference is uh, people with good intentions might do something good occasionally, but people who live an intentional life do something good continually. And that's where the difference is. So if we wake up every morning with the intentions of making one bit of difference, in somebody else's life, if we make one bit of difference today in our lives, whether we even, I talk about self-care because I call myself a self-care encourager because I want to encourage people to live a better life, not only yeah, yeah, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, but it also has to do with so many things in self-care. Self-care isn't selfish. And the ebook I've nearly finished, it's called Self-care isn't selfish. Becoming healthier happens by choice, not by chance. So what can we do today? And, and you know, we, we need to, some people need a program. They, 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 they follow systems and procedures. Well, everybody, if I said to people right now, what does your self-care pro program look like? And most people go, you what? Exactly. We don't take care of ourselves. What does your personal yeah. development, your self-care program look like? Because they're all hand in hand. And then we haven't even mentioned values yet. Yeah. I mean, you know, what is your value system? Yeah. yeah, that's so important. I love your passion. Um, mm. and, and it's so important to live with intention. And, and intention has to have action. You can't oh, just say, well, I intend to do this and then do nothing about it. You have to actually do your intention. Otherwise, it doesn't count. <laughs> well, I mean, and we're laughing about it, but... You know, and, and I've been as guilty of it. And if, if, first of all, uh, I became an avid reader because I said that I, I bought books instead of newspapers. That was my investment in me. Uh, and that was a decision, a conscious decision making. I mean, the same, uh, the same way I made a decision that at some point I stopped smoking. People say, I can't stop smoking. No, you won't. And I'm, I'm quite tough on that. I said, no, you won't. 
Well, but I, no, no, you've tried. Tried is a bad, bad strategy because you either go through a door or you stay on this side. You don't try to go through a door. And I give him a few examples, but I say, it is when you try, when, you, when, you, when your mind is still on the cigarettes. I say, I stopped smoking. I can say, I stopped smoking and I made a decision and then follow it by action. And, and again, there's a lot to that, but the same way, you know, we, we have good intentions, uh, but we need to, to ensure that we need to ask ourselves questions. And, and uh, 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 a master coach and friend of mine says one time, you only get answers to the questions you ask. Yeah, you know, and, 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 and sometimes we need to look in the mirror and, and we need to ask ourselves a few better questions and then honestly answer. You know, we need to become more honest with ourselves. We need to get to know ourselves. I, I don't say that because I'm a behavior analysis shoulder, but I see it so often how, how it surprises people because once... You know, if you want to help and change lives, you better get to know yourself first because you also need to know how you fill yourself up. And that's about self-care. But values, wow. I mean, people say, ah, but value, and then they see the values hanging on a wall in, 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 a, in a corporate, beautiful frame. If you ask the CEO and many other people, they have no idea what the values are, never mind what they mean. And I said, no, it's not them. And, and there is a slogan involved that we take the values off the walls and put them in the hearts and the minds of people. Because... These are, what we're talking about is basic human values, honesty, respect, a connection, listening, forgiveness, restraint, hope, and there's so many more, you know, but those are the, those are the kind, and we need hope. I mean, Napoleon, that, that little Frenchman, uh, a few cent uh, last century, two centuries ago now, uh, he, he said um, that uh, leaders are sellers of hope. Yeah. So my question, my question always is, what are you selling? Yeah, they sell a uh, Yeah, and I mean, if you, as a, as a person, who do you want rather be around? A miserable person or somebody who's a little bit more upbeat? Might be a little bit crazy, but they have got some of that energy that you want. And, 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 and that's why we need to bring that passion all the time. People, people say, how can you be so excited about life? Because I am. I'm alive. I'm not just existing, and I say, and, and and I've got a vision to do much bigger things and better things, and 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 meet amazing people like you, Dr. Beverly. You know, and, and that inspires me. You know, I, I mean, I, we I've, I've, we had a talk before this, and, and when I listen to you, and I, I go, wow. And I says, you know, that you do things that I couldn't even dream of doing, but I don't have to do those kind of things. You know, but but that's good because we we shouldn't all do the same thing anyway because oh. it gets overcrowded there. Yeah? But yeah. but we can. Anybody out there, it doesn't matter if you're young or old. I mean, we, we train uh, people to become facilitators in this values-based leadership program, and we've got 10-year-old kids. My wife's son was 10-year-old when he became a facilitator because he could read. And it's a, the simplicity of it got me, but I thought, that's what really happens. We have simple things, then we start thinking and overthinking, and as people, we make them too complicated, and in the end say, oh, I cannot do that. No, because you make it too complicated. You know, we, we do that all the time. We, we, we Now, thinking is another amazing thing in this because George Bernard Shaw one time said, uh, only 2% of people think, 3% think they think, and 95% would rather die than think. And, and, and when, you, when you couple that with the fact that, uh, I don't know who it said, you know, thinking is, 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 is something that is uh, so just difficult enough a pastime that most people don't participate in it. You know, why because, people are so stuck. Well, yeah, and, and then we, we can talk about fixed mindset and growth mindset, but really what, what happens is most people, they mistake mental activity for thinking. 
And everything begins with a thought. So if you keep these negative thoughts coming into you and then you wonder why you're negative all the time, hello, you know, time to wake up. And it is so easy. I get that for, for, for people when they're surrounded by uh, negative people, they read the news, they, 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 they look at the television, the news all the time. I've got no television either. Uh, I'm blessed. <laughs> no, and, and, you know, and, and we, we haven't suffered, I believe. Have you? No. <laughs> no, quite the opposite, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, but that gives us time to do the things that are important to us rather than get uh, watch somebody making money on the television in a soap, soap opera or whatever. And I say, I, I've got nothing wrong with people want to watch some television. That's not it. But or if they if they, if they need to read a newspaper, at least don't do it first thing in the morning and don't do it last thing at night or watch the news because what you create in the morning or what you create at night because then people say, oh, I didn't sleep well. No, you watch the news and and, and all this destruction and destruction uh, lasting at night and that's what you sleep on. Then you wonder how oh, you haven't got a good sleep. Yeah. So there is so many things happening, but we it's it's people it's it's time. Uh, yes, we can all help you uh, in different ways. Dr. Beverly, myself, and so many other amazing people around the world that we are blessed to be around. But I think it is time that we started looking after ourselves because we are no, first of all, we're no good to other people if we're ill or death. And we need to realize that there is so many things we can do. I mean, I, I, I started talking into self-care about a year and a half ago, but I mean, I've been doing martial arts for more than 40 years which is mind over matter stuff and, and I still do it and maybe also keeps me young probably and personal development and all those kind of things but I, I, I thought well we can either add to the misery of other people by talking misery uh, and, and, and becoming part of that conversation all the time and I, I've got conversations with people because I speak my truth and that's not necessarily everybody else's truth and I say to people well but, but people call you names sometimes yeah um, and and they, they are upset with you. Well, that's possible too, but I didn't do that because that's that's about reacting and responding. If you are upset with me, that's your problem, not mine. Right. But I says, I bring different perspectives to the table and not everybody likes them. I get that. But I says, even I said, even a clown doesn't make everybody happy. If you want to make everybody happy, go and sell ice cream. And even then I doubt if you make everybody happy. But, but that's life though. But we have all got that in our hands. We've got all... Les Brown always says, you've got greatness inside of you. And, 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 and that's, that's the truth. We all have greatness inside of you. And we all don't all have to be great, uh, you know, out there like global leaders and whatever. Uh, the, the, the Tony Robbins and the Les Browns and the Nick Vujicic's and all these kind of amazing people who are I, I follow and, and, and I learn a lot from. But I also learn from ordinary... And, and I don't say this lightly. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. That's a lot of people in your audience. They will be doing extraordinary things because they just go, they just stretch themselves and do things that they know they're capable of doing. And sometimes not, uh, but they do it anyway. And the last two and a half years has been full of ordinary people doing amazing things in the communities for their family, for their, for their town, for their, for their corporate, uh, you know, being more concerned about people around us. We need to connect with people at the heart level. Again, we, we need to ensure that we, we, you know, sometimes somebody else only needs somebody to listen to them. They don't need somebody to talk. They need, you know, but for that, you need to ask the right question, not just say, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. And they just carry on walking. And yeah. are you really fine? You know, I, you don't look fine to me. But no, how many take the time or, or maybe they feel it's embarrassing? No, you see somebody sitting at work as well in the corner, just go over to them and say, are you OK? I said, well, yeah, I'm fine. I said, well, you don't look OK. Is there anything I can help you with? So don't just take that as an answer. Because sometimes they just need somebody. And I said, 
listening is the most powerful skill we have in in our and and we always overestimate our only listening skills and underestimate everybody else's but it's how we learn you know leadership as well is more about listening than about talking because mm-hmm. that's when we learn you know and i think as human beings we we need to be more uh, my my wife will say this uh, she's writing a book the compassionate leader of influence and she's talking at a conference the day after tomorrow about compassion but she is one of the most compassionate people i know but we need more compassion. We need more compassion now than ever before. We need more kindness. We need more time for our fellow human beings. Yeah. We deserve it, but so do other human beings. And if we can all spend a little bit more time with one or two people a day, more than we've done so far, if we could all do that, we change this world yeah. for the better. You know, we, we, we can and we must. I'm saying this, we must change this world for the better. Because where it's going, it's not a good place. And and it's, I don't know who said it a long time ago, but evil prevails when good men and women do nothing. Do nothing. We have it, we have it all within us to do better. We have it all within us to do something good for our family, something good in our community, something good to even a total stranger. You know, if you see somebody sitting there, just talk to them. Just say, just smile at somebody. That already makes a difference. It's the little things that make the big difference in life. And 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 people sometimes think, well, I can't. Yes, you can. I mean, yeah. that's a, that was a that was a slogan in America at the, at the elections, I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we don't go there. Yeah. But I mean, but yes, because you can look in the mirror and, and you can just tell that person and they'll say, I am, and then follow that. And it's a powerful statement where you can say, I am. I am good enough. I am somebody who can make a difference in somebody else's life. When you of course you need to start with your own. But I am a person worth making a difference. I deserve it to make a difference in my life, but by by becoming a person of significance, and that's when you do things for other people, because that's a difference. Success is for yourself. Significance is when you help other people. And sometimes when we have problems, they say, you know, help other people, focus on somebody else's problems. Your problems don't seem so bad anymore. But we, 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 we have to, we are here. We need to look at where we're at and what we can do with what we've got and then start using it because we've also got tremendous potential inside of us. Let it not go to waste. Don't take it to the grave with you. you know, in, in, in the values-based leadership, I mean, it inspires me every day because it's a simple program that every week we talk to a basic human value and we talk about the benefits of the, some of the ones I already listened for, said for listening, for example, we talk about the benefits of listening, uh, the characteristics of somebody's good listening, but also every week we take a small step that we need to implement because it tells you about uh, steps to follow. But you have a self-evaluation after that as well. And then it says, what is one simple thing you can do in the next week to become a better listener? Because yes, and I've got a book line on the table here I'm, I'm reading at the moment, but I won't put it, I, I mean, I'm already not putting it on the shelf. It's, it talks about the basic, the, the, these values I'm talking about at the moment actually, but I, I won't no longer put a book that I've read and you say, oh, that's a good idea. And, and whether it's a book or you've been to a, a seminar or all these kind of things and yes, I'm going to change the world and then Monday happens. And it might not be this Monday or it might be next Monday. In fact, it might not even be Monday, but that feeling will come back and then nothing changes because you don't change. Nothing changes when we don't change. But it's strange enough, when we change, everything around us changes. So how would you like to change? What kind of values will you take on board? What are the intrinsic values that you would never, ever compromise on? Integrity should be on that list. Transparency. 
connecting with people, forgiveness. We need, sometimes we need to forgive ourselves before we forgive other people. Um, restraint sometimes, especially in these times. And there's so many of these other kind of things. But what speaks to you? What are values that you will never compromise on? And, and you know, we go through a different value every week and there's 48 of them. And it says, what, what happens when you come to the end? Well, start again with week one because people sitting around the table and they talk about something different. And the thing is, the good thing is, when people start sitting around the table and talk about values, it's something we all have in common and we can understand each other and then we can ask questions and everybody's got a voice and everybody's sharing successes because we take simple steps every week. And it's self-care, personal development, all those kind of things. Take simple steps every day. Don't try to blow it out of the water like a New Year's revolution. This year, by, by the way, 17th of January was a day when they've got a day every year when they think it starts to, to slow down. 17th of January, not even three weeks in. Oh, but next year, next. No, no. Happy new day. Start today. Start to do something in your life that will make a difference in your life. Because when you make a difference in your life, your life, I can guarantee you, you're going to start making a difference in somebody else's life. That's great, Jan. Um, very inspirational and encouraging. Uh, how can people find out more about the work you do? Well, I mean, I'm uh, under my name, Jan Roberts. I mean, we've got a key leadership institute and I've got a JR Speakers Club as well, which both got a website. But um, under my name, Jan Roberts as well, you find me on LinkedIn, you find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So just look at, on, under my name. And, and I mean, I'm always willing to have a chat with anybody who, who, who wants to have a chat about something and, and how we can help uh, because, you know, we need to help each other. And uh, we have some uh, podcast listeners that are audio only. So I'm going to say Jan is J-A-N and Roberts is R-O-B-B-E-R-T-S, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, double B, to be or not to be. <laughs> to be or not to be. Yeah. Good one. Wonderful. Mm. So do you have any closing remarks for our audience? Oh, a closing remark. Yes. And for me, it is, you only live one life. Live it to the best as you can, because not only can you live the best, you owe it to yourself and you deserve it. So if you haven't done that so far, you can't change the past, but you can change the future today. Start today. And I wish you well. Very, very good. And remember, everyone, to be the light you want to see in the world. Mm, indeed. <laughs>